for our Canadian lifters. Pure passion, real results, what you put in your body should matter. Pure Vita Labs PVL supplements are clean, tested, and approved. Powering athletes for over 25 years. They also power the KOTL podcast. You could trust PVL. Use code KOTL15 for partnership pricing at PVL.com. Now let's get back to the show. All right. Six pack lapping at uh, Mr. Marino, now a promoter um, and still an athlete, but moving into the promoter role. Try to be. And that's right. Uh, man, well, you go, you're going in big, man. And uh, Ana Perez, did I get the name right? Yep, that's perfect. Right. And we were just talking about how um, you were the very first podcast guest we'd ever had on KOTL. And holy smokes, time flies, buddy. Now we're elder statesmen and you're putting on competitions like the American Pro and you got a fucking crazy lineup. You got a crazy venue. And um, how did all this, dude? So how did all this come about? How did you guys get together? What happened here? Bro, honestly, so what happened was, is Anna's been trying to get this, she's been trying to get this, uh, a meet in this venue for a while. She's reached out to a bunch of meet directors and honestly, everybody was just scared. Um, no one was willing to be like, uh, I mean, it's, it's such a big change to the sport where it's like, uh, I don't know if we could do it, but when she, she reached out to me and she was like, Hey, I've seen how you do your meets. Da, 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 da. That was kind of how we started like quote unquote talking and being friends and all that. And she was like, it was, th- this was like on a Tuesday, bro. By like the next weekend, she flew me and me and Steph out to Virginia to check it out. We saw it. And then it was, I was like, let's do it, bro. Um, this is, this is game changer. So that's, I don't know how long she's actually been like when she found it, but uh, I mean, she can explain that. Yeah. Anna, how did this come about? Yeah. So um, really it's okay. So, so t- to backtrack is I also own um, a one digital. So we do live stream production, uh, for powerlifting beats and Mike and I actually started talking a little bit before after the showdown happened so we're talking about doing something production wise and I kind of let him know that I had this idea about this venue and just doing a, a on a on a production level something that's never been done before for powerlifting meet. so we kind of have mutual respect for each other with what I do on the production side and what he does as a meet director so we really just put that down on paper like hey let's just get you here so you can see the venue because the problem is that I can't explain this unless you see it so it's one of those situations where he just had to come and see it for himself and that's really how how it happened was this was kind of in my back pocket um and I there aren't a lot of meat directors like he said that would be willing to take this on because it's it's a risk everything about it is a risk the venue everything about putting the as far as the production is concerned there's a lot that goes into it so it's just you know it's a pretty penny to make all that happen and a lot of effort so there just weren't a lot of people that i thought would be good to partner up with to make this happen but mike and i obviously we've we've come this far so here we are you found your man who was just crazy enough to take this on. Yeah, he's he like, had someone just as crazy as me. We needed to be equal, equally crazy, if not crazier, in order to execute this. So that's how that's how we're here. I mean, that was look, crazy. Sorry. Ahead, so we, we, when we were when we were out there, we, I was in the hotel room. I was literally in the shower, um, and I had already saw the venue, and I'm like, 
all right, we got to think of a name, something that's just like going to something that's just going to pop. And I'm in the shower, like yelling at Steph in the other room, like saying names. No, no. And then I was like, I think I said like American something. And then I was like, well, there's already American cup. And then I'm like, everybody's using the uh, showdown or the uh, open or da, 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 or classic. I'm like, and I just like accidentally said American pro. And then I was like, wait, I yelled, I yelled, I'm like, Steph, American pro. And then um, she didn't say no to that one. So I was like, All right, well, <laughs> and I came and picked this up from the uh, hotel to go work out. And I was like, I put, I opened the door and I'm like, I stick my head in. I'm like American pro. And like, we, she was just be like, ah, and then we talked about it in the car and we're like, dude, what better me to do in America and call it the American pro um, with, with the our nation's business. capital, by the way, yeah, exactly. And I, we just were, we ran with it. We're like, fuck it. Let's just call it the American pro and, and let's see where it goes. But we had no idea, like going into this, it's like, you know how many, I mean, powerlifting now is, is there's a big quote unquote money meet every weekend, you know, every, you know, people putting up five grand here, 10 grand there. Um, so to me, it was like, all right, well, throwing up a money meet doesn't mean anything anymore. Let's try to do something on the production side. That's just like, what, like, what is this? It's the hardest part was, all right, how do we promote something that hasn't even happened? Like we could take videos of the venue, but it's still not the same of like, all right, well, the, the Kern has had five, six years of doing the Kern. So you just post videos of what they've done. So it's like, how do we get lifters and people to show up to this type of event, you know? So, and dude, we started, I think it was like nine months ago is when we originally, we I think. planning this in November when all this actually happened. And then by the time, I got Micah out here to Virginia. That was literally the week before Christmas. And by January 1st, we had online ticket sales. We had registration open. So that's really how fast we moved. The meat sold out in like days, mm. like just by us, you know, putting up flyers and talking to people. And the good thing is, is we've both been in the sport for quite some time. So being able to talk to people, you know, um, it's tough right now because there's the, the thing with us is that the payouts aren't like crazy. Honestly, I didn't even want to do payouts. I was like, dude, like no one's done something on an, on an, on the type of pro level on the experience side. They always want to throw up money and put it in a gym where it's like, all right, you're a pro because you got 40, $50,000, but like, you're still in a gym, you know, like to me, that's not the whole pro type. Like the pro is all of it. When you say pro, you, you really mean that means something, you know? So the experience. Um, yeah. So, so then, then, but then we agreed cause it is a part of the PPC, which, um, is, is an awful idea, but, um, it, it happened and it becoming a PPC meet, um, for the WRPF. Um, so there's a minimum of 20,000 that you have to every meet director that hosts is a PPC meet. Um, you have to put up 20,000. So, that was the thing is the venue was 30,000. There's, oh, I mean, so then that's 50 K right there, bro. You know what I mean? Right off the top. So, and um, honestly, bro, um, we won't really get into detail just cause I'm not really a, a, a snitch and I'm not really one to try to talk bad about other people. I like to beat people just cause I work harder, not because I want to talk about other people, you know, but um, we originally had uh, other people that we were supposed to go in with and they had this ticket, you know, golden ticket and, you know, potentially getting the venue for free. So 
um, about three months into it after the meet sold out. Um, unfortunately, the, the other people just didn't, our visions didn't really connect. So they pulled out. So then we went oh my from, God. yeah, we went from uh, not, and this was on Valentine's day. So I literally ruined Valentine's Day for Steph. It was it was terrible. I was losing my mind. I'm like, what are we gonna yeah, do? Well, that's you know? thirty thousand dollars. That's not small. That's well, that's what small. I'm saying. And it was like we just got done with the Ghost Clash. I just competed. We're in Miami. We're supposed to be like having a good time. Valentine's Day. Nope. It was like yeah. what? I, I I just, it was a bad day, bro. So. Yeah, I got the news right after because we live streamed the Ghost Clash event. So I was in a parking lot in Miami when I got a phone call saying we're out. And Pretty much, they were like, "I think you should just cancel the meet. Just move your way." We're yeah. like, "No, no, 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 no! That's not the time. We're not going to do that because, first of all, we made a commitment. This is something. This is our vision at this point. Like, we're we're on track to make this happen. We're not going to do that to all the lifters that we've already told them this is what this is what's happening. So for us to back out of that just isn't. That's not us. So we weren't going to do that. And um, we just decided to put our heads together and make this make this happen." Yeah, we we um we ended up having to like we're like calling other we're like all right well, because what we were told is that if they pull out then we lose the venue. It wasn't about the money. It was like well you don't get the venue anymore. So we're like because we didn't we're the connection was through the other people. We didn't know mm. the venue people. So Anna Anna kind of does. So um we're like freaking out. We're starting looking up places, cool places, and then we're like oh my god. So then we were just like you know what screw it. Worst case scenario, let's just call the venue. And just try to book it ourselves. And luckily, um, it, the guy was just like, yeah, absolutely. If you guys want to pay for it, you know, um, guy's super cool. He owns it. Um, it's It ended up working out. It, yeah, it's a lot more stressful because we have to come up with some big, big money. But um, it was already sold out. So what are we going to do? Move it to a gym and call it the the American Pro in a fucking gym? Like, there's already so many. I, so, I, res- I respect the fact that you guys were like, look it. And I do, I totally get what you're saying, where here's one thing that people would say in a lot of the untested meets, the, the cash money payouts are there, but like you would, you would said where, um, you know, you look at it and it's being held in like a gym, the, the, you know, the, the stream might not be to the standards people would expect for a professional event. Um, the venue itself doesn't look like it. So it was like the opposite of, let's say the tested where the venue looks spectacular, the streams are on point, but there's no money. So you got the vision you guys had was like, look it, let's try. Everyone's got these money meets floating around. Let's try to make this look like you would expect if it's a pro sport and you're like, look at the, I'm, I'm competing in a pro competition on the weekend. Your buddy tunes in. What's he going to see? Is it going to exactly. look like ESPN or is it going to look like, what the fuck? That's a problem. Exactly. So the yeah. only way we could describe it to people was imagine a, a UFC type of, of venue and a UFC fight with all everything, the jumbotron, all of that. Try to envision that, but make it powerlifting. Right. So yep. we, we can't just, it was not an option for us to back out of this whole thing and just do this in a gym because then we'd be just like any other meet. And that's not what we're trying to do. Yeah. And it would change. Now you guys are, Unfortunately, then the back and out reputation starts reflecting on you. Yeah, you know what I mean. Well, when people are going to work with you, even started right. Yeah, people start next time you come with an idea. People like these guys don't see it through. You know, and you're like, no, that's not us. We see it. We see this through. Yeah, no, no, and and that's where it got scary. And then we're like, all right, well, you know, we got a we got a bunch of sponsors involved, and that's another thing. We're making the live stream free. It's probably. But this is on the non-tested side, the best live stream um, 
you could get. Um, and we're, we're at, we're making it free mainly because we want to see, because here's the thing. If you put a price on a live stream, the only people that are going to watch it are powerlifters. Mm-hmm. We want other people to watch it. You know what I mean? Not just powerlifters. So maybe, because here's the thing is this is so new that no one has any idea what's about to happen. Um, because we haven't been able to really post much of like the type of venue and da, 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 like posting pictures of an empty movie theater. Cause that's what it is, bro. It used to be, um, an old movie theater, like a smaller movie theater where it has like four or five theaters. Um, some, some people, the owners, they bought it, gutted it out. And then they, they host, um, MMA events, they host concerts oh, and we get the whole place. So. You're talking about when you walk in, there's an entire, you know, when you walk into a movie theater and there's a little like buyer popcorn and shit concession stands, they made that a full bar. So there's a full bar when you walk in and then they have TVs and that's where like the fights slash meet will be going. Then they have another room that's like still looks like a movie theater room where it has the, the chairs and then the big screen. That's like technically like the, um, like, quote unquote lounge. So that's where the lifters get to like chill and then watch the meet. And then they have a whole yeah, then they have a whole nother room that's the warm-up room and it has the huge movie theater screen, which will be like live streaming the meet and like lifting casts and all that. Then you there's a hole through the wall and that goes into the arena, which has like, you know, elevated uh seating and then it has a jumbotron in the middle or a jumbotron. And then we're going to put the platform in the middle, wrap VIP tables. You know, you know, when you go to powerlifting, you know, when you go to powerlifting meet, you get to sit in those like little white fucking chairs that always break. Yeah. Like, neck and neck with someone you don't like. And that's yeah. why most of the people stand. We're not doing that. We actually sold um, VIP tables. So say for example, you have the platform here, we're wrapping tables technically floor seats around the platform that you you get to purchase and you and 80 or friends get to sit there and then a server walks out and kind of serves you food snacks Damn. yeah bro so there's um, a full bar there's a, a full, full bar yeah um and, and name a powerlifting meet where you would go and there's a camera that points at you and it's there's a sign on it and it says flex cam and you yeah. and your buddies flex and you're on the jumbotron and on the live stream doing a flex i mean it's like real spectatorship you know right. it's like you know when you go to the like the nba games they have like the kiss cam where we're like yeah oh, yeah we're doing a flex, like, cam. A flex a flex cam so so the overall goal is just like how do we we have the venue okay now how do we hit this for, from every from every standpoint of like all right well how do we make it fun for spectators? Cause we all know powerlifting is, is boring. Um, whenever your homie's not going, right. all right, cool. Well now eight of your homies get to sit at a table, talk shit about everyone and no one's going to hear you talking shit. Um, and you get to watch, you know, the sport. I mean, we got video walls, like literally when you, <laughs> this is kind of cool. Um, which will also be embarrassing if you get red lights. Um, so the whole arena, when you get white lights, it'll flash with white lights. And then if you get red lights, the lighting, yeah, it's just, it's just something that like, like when you're walking out on the platform, they have a guy with the spotlight, like we're doing red carpet. Um, we're also doing a press conference. We're also doing like, Oh shit, man. Yeah, you guys are going so, all, out. all out. All out. Yeah. Well, the press conference may be a little bit different. So I, I've been doing press conference at my like local meets just cause it's cool to make the, you know, 
the lifters that support all the pros who just potentially may never get to that level. I try mm-hmm. to treat, treat them the same and dude, they just go all out. I, they, I make a dress code. Like we just hosted an all girls meet called bad bitches only. And nice. uh, dude, we, we, we had 120 girls sign up and they all showed up in dresses and at the, you know, I walk them down the red carpet and introduce them. And then I have a mic going around for the uh, press conference and uh, introducing each athlete and like, Hey, how'd you get into powerlifting? Hey, why are you here? Hey, who do you look up to? So just to hear like, cause the thing about powerlifting is man, especially on the non-tested side is you get 24 hour weigh in. So that day you weigh in, then, then you're waiting that whole day, that day sucks. So it's like, I was like, well, if I could think of something that's cool that night where you can kind of dress up and just kind of let your hair down and, meet the other athletes. Cause at the meet, bro, you don't really have time to, Hey, how you do it. And just like not stress out. So that's kind of what the press conference is about. Now, granted is a lot of people going to show up probably not just cause they they're cutting weight. You know, it's, it's, it's just, it's it, that, that part is still going to be difficult, but we have about 30 people that like um, committed to coming. So it'll be cool. It's going to be live stream. We're going to, you know, try to get it hyped up. Like, UFC like Conor McGregor and um, type shit. And I'm going to, I'm going to ask like questions that are might stir up some drama, but that's what's entertaining as a spectator, you know? Hey dude, I tell you what, if you get some, shoot me the video, I'll share it. You know, you get some good questions that they're like, dude, tag me, send it to to me. I'll post it up that night. Be like, don't miss this tomorrow. Yeah. Like battles, like, Hey, uh, you're going against, you know, like Blake LeHue going against Malik Durstein and like, Hey, you know, who's, who's gonna did it, whatever. Hey dude, we've been watching your training. You've been squatting high. How you think you're going to, how you think you're going to do tomorrow? You know, questions that's really like personal kind of like a MMA event, you know? And um, I think that's, what's going to bring that spectator friendly, like, wow, this is cool. You know? And like, we're going to do the flex cam. We're going to be throwing out t-shirts like throughout the meet, throwing them to the crowd. And, and, um, the goal is just to hit it from every different standpoint, you know, and, and try to make it to where it's fun for everybody. Also, I mean, you got a full bar. So adding a little bit of alcohol, I mean, you go to every power lift you meet, everyone's bringing their own liquor. So now it's yeah. like you get to sit there and, um, you know, and then we're doing red carpet for the deadlifts last attempt where they get to walk up and they get to pick their own song. And um, I mean, I put it, um, my, my way of putting it is like, you think of a, WWE, MMA, and the circus and powerlifting mixed into one. That's what, like, it's going to probably be like. It's just, it's going to be nuts, you know. Um, and the fact that the roster is what it is, is like, it's Yo, stupid. We'll get to that in a sec, because your roster is fucking amazing. I'm glad it came yeah. together for you, because you got a who's who. Um, so when you're putting all this together, how long did it take? Like, did you guys just sit down at a table and start brainstorming these ideas? Cause this is a lot, like you guys are going all out and I'm sure as ambitious as this is, I could see where some people would be like, I don't even know if we could pull this off and they got intimidated. Like this is too much. Yeah. That's one thing like me and probably on a, at least maybe once every other week we're on, you know, a phone call or texting or. You know, um, the main thing was like, all right, well, we'll pay for the venue, but like getting sponsors was, was one thing. Like we literally, bro, this is going to be like a mini expo. We have like at least 15 vendors showing up, like, like people that are involved in powerlifting, our title sponsors rain, um, like not like rain's ambassador program. We're talking about rain, 
the real deal rain. Right. Um, and you know, I, I think me, me and Anna basically been on phone calls to maybe every other day or text, we text each other at least every day and probably get on a phone call every other day. Yeah. It's been like that since, since December when Holy we decided shit. to make this happen. See, people Not don't since, know. There's a yeah. lot of work that went on behind the scenes. We have been in communication every day because we have to be because he's i'm here in virginia and he's in las vegas so it's not like we could just meet up and go to the venue or we could meet up and do this like it all of this is us sending each other pictures videos of things concepts and and pricing things out individually and coming back and saying okay i found this what did you find and there's just a lot of back and forth that had to happen to to coordinate these things and there's a lot of moving parts and uh, yeah, I don't. I'm not really sure that a lot of people would really be cut out to to pull this this off, especially being on opposite coasts, different time zones. But again, here we are. Yeah, I mean, even even just finding equipment. Like I live in Las Vegas, I can't bring my equipment, you know, across the country. So luckily, we have a lot of, you know, good people. Um, Anna bought a brand new Ghost combo that's like American Pro. Uh, it's got American Pro, Pro logos off. It's the colors so. Um, yeah, we bought brand new bars, you know, um, so just, just finding equipment, like, dude, I'm driving from Vegas. Cause I have to drive to St. Louis. I got to drive 21 hours to St. Louis to get, um, all the combo racks. My homie from squat to depth, Albert's letting us use his stuff for the warm up room, all ghost. So then I have to drive to, to, uh, St. Louis, 21 hours, then a 12 hour drive from there to, Virginia and then do it on the way back, you know? So I think it's just the commitment. It's it's, and that's where it's like really shows who's actually loves the sport or who's really just trying to make some money. Like we're probably definitely not going to make any money. Um, probably going to lose, you know, maybe 10, 15 grand on this, Holy but shit. like at the end of the day, I mean, depending on how many people show up, you know, um, because believe it or not, bro, we decided to, if we were going to do it, we were going to do it big in every way. Like we're not doing $10 spectator tickets. You're talking about $40 spectator tickets. You go to a, a pro event, we're talking $350 VIP tables. Like this is what you guys want. This is what everybody talks about. And, and at least on the non-tested side, like everybody talks about that pro, pro, pro shit. And, and um, honestly, we're there number wise for the athletes. Like the numbers are just stupid um athlete wise so it's like all right who's gonna step up to the plate and really put something together and i'm not talking about payouts dude like cool like you put up 60 grand all right but your meat sucked you know what i mean like what that's why we're like all right well let's do less let's do a minimum of 20 grand because at the end of the day bro even if you're paying out 50 40 grand like who's making that john hack chad pinson is taking home <laughs> seven grand you know it's still not like salary type shit we're not there yet. So how do we put up more money in the production and still give, I mean, we're still giving out 20 grand, you know what I mean? So that's still big money. Oh, yeah. um, it's about you know, the experience. We, you know, yeah. Um, it's about, yeah. People are going to walk out of this meet and they're not really going to be talking about the, the cash payout. That's just whatever. But when they walk out of this meet, they're literally going to say, wow, I can't wait for American Pro 2. You know, that's really, we, we just want, for us, it's not about the money. Um, of course, we don't want to lose money, but that's neither here nor there. It's about, it's about the delivery. It's about raising the standards and, and seeing, I want people to walk away from this and wonder what we're going to do next. 
Can and dude, I- honestly, we're already planning the next one. And we're already talking about maybe adding like a tested day, you know. Um, now, the good thing about the the USAPL and the IPF splitting is some lifters can't like you got um, what's his name? That fucking savage that won nationals. Um, I pity I can't think of his name. I probably jacked it up. The kid that pulled 804 um, at USAPL Natch, you know what I'm talking about? He had like the pink braids. I can't uh, think of it. I'm not sure. You, you, uh, yeah, you, it, it's okay. Well, we could always. Yeah, no, he's a savage, but he's doing the um, USPA, that pro meet that uh, they're putting on later in the year. He's, he's doing that as well. So it's like cool to kind of see, you know, some of the, the tested athletes. It's not Brandon Petrie, is it? The 90 kilos? Yes. Oh, yeah, yeah, okay? yeah. See, I, I yeah. fucked his name up, dude. I'm, no worries. I'm <laughs> dyslexic, but yeah, I think he's doing it because he's been delivering on Delibar talking about it. So, um, you know, that that'll be something cool to just try to. And a lot of the thing is there's been talk about people saying like, well, I don't agree with the fact that you're doing sleeves and wraps. And it's like, all right, well, that's cool. You can think that. But here's hear us out. The reason why is you have the Kern wraps only. You have the showdown sleeves only. All right. Well, they're in two different states in two different, you know, two different times. It's like, well, why not bring the best of the best in under one roof and have them compete in two meets? For example, John's never going to do a wrap me. He'll sure as hell show up at the current. Right. And then it's not fair, you know, so now, even though he's good enough, but now it's like, we got, it's two meets in one weekend. Sure. The money's a little bit smaller, but now we have the best of both worlds under one roof. Honestly, that's considered the Super Bowl of the non-tested side, in my opinion. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, kind of like you guys had said, it's not even necessarily about the money payouts this time. There is money payouts. 20K is nothing to scoff at, but it's more about trying to make it when you show up. Like, like you had said, John Hack is going to grab that money, right? Or whoever it is, is going to grab that money that there's a couple people at the top that are going to grab the money consistently. They're going to show up. Everybody else isn't going to see that money. So the huge chunk of the people who are at the meet competing at the meet or watching the meet are never going to see that money. What are they going to see then? They're going to see the production in terms of the stream. They're going to see the production in terms of inside the venue and how the venue's made. And so you've got to level up appropriately. You kill this. You kill this this year. Next year, maybe you get a little more money pay Next year, maybe a little more build, but you got to, I think you're right in terms of if we do what we always do, and just throw it in the pot for John Hack to take, then it's we're not going to grow like we want to grow. Whereas, like if we if we grow our vision in terms of how it should look, how it should feel, money will come the year after year after year. We could keep increasing the pot after that. But let's, you know, you gotta sometimes you gotta dance your own beat and follow your vision. Right. I mean, if we cared about making money, we would have just yeah thrown the venue out the window. We would have just taken the first gym that would take us and and keep the money, but. That doesn't help advance the sport. It doesn't help us carry out our mission to make powerlifting truly professional. We have to do whatever it takes. And this is just one of those things. And that's a huge reason why we're doing the live stream free. Sure, we could charge $10 and maybe make 10 grand. But like, why do that when we could try to get more viewers and maybe have that big company ESPN you know, sports center tune in and next, you know, who knows next year, they might be like, Hey, we want to, we want to be a host or we want to, you know what I mean? So I think it's more about what we can do from here on out. Not right now. It's almost like a, 
you got to crawl before you can walk type shit. And right. um, a lot of people just don't want to do that. They want to, they want to be like, yeah, I'm the big boy with the big check. It's like, all right, well, bet. how many big meets have you seen come and go? You know what I mean? How many big time people have put up money and then realized that, bro, it ain't worth it. Like it ain't worth losing 60 grand for everyone to find a reason to talk shit about your event or your, and that's the other thing, you know, just everyone wants to nitpick and we're, we're ready for that. You know what I mean? We're going to, we know it's not going to be perfect. We know people are going to find ways to, well, they focus too much on the production and not the judging. Um, but that's another thing that we're trying to make on the non-tested side is, is making sure the test that the, the judging is good. The spotters, the loaders, like we're literally trying to think about everything like, dude, if you don't make weight, you don't even get to compete. There's no, you move up a weight class. You, we've made it clear. We've made deadlines. Like if you don't make weight, you don't compete just like how you would in fighting. You know what I mean? I mean, I'm not really like too big into fighting. I don't know exactly how they do, but I know like they lose some of their purse and all right. that, but we want to make, you want to be a pro. Well, here you being a pro, you got to make weight. You know what I mean? Like Floyd Mayweather is going to make weight. Conor McGregor's going to make weight. Um, so that's one of these things where it's like people were weird about it. They were like, what, what happens if we don't make weight? We don't compete. And it's like, you know, we just have to really stand firm on that and make sure like, you know, Hey, like we, we created a deadline by like June 15th. If you haven't, you're unsure of it. You better tell us now. Cause you know, I mean, I just think that that's, that's how it should be. You know what I mean? If you commit to something as a pro, that's your job to make weight, you know, just like uh, wrestling on that note. Okay. There's a couple of items I want to talk about on that. And I like what you're saying here. Here's like four, um, IPF world championships. It's the same thing where by specific date, you're locked in at your weight. So when the day comes and you don't make that weight, you don't lift. And the reason why they do that, you know, we've had surprises on the untested side where surprise, I'm actually in your weight class, not the other. Yeah. And, and stuff like that, where, um, some people are in the know on that. Some people won't. And, and it's just kind of other powerlifting events. That's not possible. And they tighten it up and, and there's no surprises like that. You have a specific date where your weight class is now locked in. And so when it comes to the event time, you have to make that weight class. And, um, and I agree with that, you know, like let's tighten it up. So there no, there's no surprises come the meet day or all of a sudden it's like, Hey, I've, you know, whatever, whatever that kind of stuff is like, it's, I, I do agree with that. Plus with the squat depth, um, you know, this is the one critique that some people would say in terms of, well, you know, the untested, sometimes the, the judge calls the judging calls and whatnot. Um, so in terms of that, like, what can you guys do? What's in your power? Can you, are you allowed to, you know, request certain refs and, you know, or do you, how was, how was all that work on, on the end? Well, when we decided to do this, we, we are, we said, okay, well, let's hand pick who we want at our meet judging, not just saying, Hey, who wants to come judge at the American pro, you know what I mean? Mm. And then what we did is uh, over the last six months, we created a group chat on Instagram with all the judges and we've been sending videos of all the athletes and their training. Now I know, angles play a role in this and that but we just made it firm with them as hey you know it being a judge at this meet is a huge deal and um which is why we're gonna pay them well and not you know the you know what people don't understand is powerlifting used to be a volunteered thing you know spotting and loading and judging like that's volunteered which is 
probably a reason why a lot of the judging just they don't care enough like dude i'm not getting paid i don't fucking care Mm. but we don't want that and we you know we've been making it firm that and and here's another thing dude i judge at all my meets not because i have to but because i want to know what it feels like and it's it's not easy um especially when you have like so-and-so coming up to the platform and they're popular and you don't want to be that person be like oh but that's one thing that we were firm on, you know, like, hey, we're not here to make friends. And another thing, we're also not here to give out red lights. And that's something that I'm a huge thing on is I will never hire a judge that wants to give out red lights. There's a difference between strict and the rule book. It doesn't say in the rule book you have to be overly strict. It says you need to judge on how the rule book states. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, there's no there's no time limit on a press command. You know, it's, it's the rule book says motionless. So we found the best people that we thought um, could do that. And, and we'll, we'll see. Um, so far, we've been very surprised on like them sending videos and this and that, and kind of just talking and getting used to the athletes and making sure they know that this is a pro meet. And there's a lot of quote unquote, Instagram famous lifters showing up and that doesn't matter. Um, you know, getting, more lifters to judge is one thing that I'm like really huge about. Like, sure. Now can a judge that, that a lifter who be a judge that might not work out, but we did our homework and we think that we have a really good team. We have a really good spotting team. Um, I'm sure mistakes are going to happen. It's just, it's just one of those things. Um, but uh, I think, I think people are going to be surprised. I think people are going to be very, um, mad, um, just because based on Instagram, um, I don't, mm. I'm never against the lifter. I never want to talk shit on a lifter, but a lot of the training has been a little bit, eh, um, especially on the rap side, which sucks because I, I don't want to go to a meet and be like, Oh, I know people are going to bomb out, but we will be on the rule book. We, we won't be like no get. I mean, I'm hoping no gifts are given out because we don't have a jury. That's the one thing that like, it would be cool if we did, but we just don't. So, um, but I think, I think people are going to be surprised on the standards because everybody talks about WRPF and their, their meets are cool. Their money's cool, but their standards suck as far as judging, which is true, but that might change next weekend. I hope. I mean, look at all you can do is have that conversation. And what you're saying is true where like, you know, it's difficult sometimes if you're a local guy who's or girl sitting in that chair you have an Instagram famous person. You're like, holy fuck, am I going to be the person who contributes towards yada, yada bombing out? Oh, and by the way, this person's hanging around all day and they're going to see me. And it's, you know, yeah. and it's, it's uncomfortable, but it, that's, pressure. it's, it's pressure. It's uh, and people critique you online. And um, so when you have these meetings and you tell the person, a, I agree with you that when it's a volunteer, someone's going to say, I'm not putting myself in the line of fire as a volunteer. So, so so-and-so can come talk to me later and his legion or her legion of fans can roast me on. Like, you're just kind of like, I'm a volunteer, whatever. It's easy to opt out like that. But when you start accepting money for a job, it's true. Your attitude changes quite a bit when it's like, we are flying you in, paying you for a a service. And here's an, an expectation of a standard here. That's a beautiful thing. You know, when you're like, look, you're accepting this money and we've talked about this standard and letting them know we're going to back you on this. It doesn't matter who you're bombing out. If they bomb out, they bomb out. 
That's on yeah. them. The invitation went out. Your, your part was inviting them. It's on them to hit the standard. Um, it's not your fault, man. It's not your fault. Yeah, someone bobs out. Hunter Henderson did uh, my FQ classic, right? And uh, I knew what flight she was in. So I was like, I, I want to be, I want to judge. Um, and I tell you what, bro, it's, it's intimidating. It's, you want to be her friend, but at the same time, you know, like it's, it's definitely, Judging is uh, judging and spotting. I think um, ever since I started running meets is the hardest jobs, right? They're, they're the most stressful jobs. And it's like, well, people don't understand this is man, a lift happens so fast, you know? Um, so that it's tough, you know, um, especially if you, that's why I'm trying to get a lot of judges that aren't very familiar with lifters um, on Instagram, you know, but that's also hard because it's just so easy to fucking find out who, who the fuck is who, you know? Right. But, I'm hoping for the best. I mean, if, if, if gifts happen, we're going to, Hey, that's your one gift, bro. You want to get paid? You better fucking do your job. Right. You know what I mean? You know, but we also don't want people being like. Yeah. Pressed. Waiting for like, that. No, press. Dude, yeah. Yeah. We don't pay you to be an asshole. We pay you to do what the rule book says, you know? Uh, so there's a, there's a difference, dude. There's like overly strict or you're giving out gifts. You know, it's, 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 you got to, Find that, especially when you get into the rap division, like the raps is just, um, it's not judged. It shouldn't be judged differently. You know what I mean? Like we mm. shouldn't be like, well, he's in raps. No, that's not what the rule book doesn't say. Well, he's in raps, right? Let him spot a little higher, you know? Um, but who knows, bro? We, we have, um, I mean, dude, we have supposedly like four or five dudes, like going over a thousand on squat. And I mean, you got Danny Grisby, like, I heard he's opening like, a thousand three on deads bro like what the that, i mean that's what, what? I, it might be not it might be 990 i don't i don't know yeah it's still insane yeah i mean he just murdered it the other the other day i think you guys reposted it but yeah yeah you guys got some freaks in there um did you guys think about so there's no jury is there a reason why there's no jury are you thinking about doing that next time or is it just well, so, so here's another thing that what a lot of people don't know is, is that Anna and myself have just now like partially taken, I don't want to say over cause that's the wrong word. We don't own, but we are basically running the WRPF now. Um, Anna smart. is the new vice president and then I'm the OP, um, I guess operation manager or operation fucking, I don't know. I don't like labels, but, um, so me and her have been, so with all this been going on, me and her have been trying to fix and grow this federation, um, which we have. When we started, this federation had about like 700 members. I think we're pushing like almost 3000 now, um, wow. you know, so we're trying to correct and make more of, a, of an actual organization instead of just like so much chaos and dude we went from hosting i think in 2019 or 2020 there was like 10 meets to now we're i mean pushing uh, 80 or something like that or i just probably made that up but it's it's getting there you know we're we're, mm. we're just trying to make another and i know it gets tough because there's so many federations but i think we're making strides of like all right on the untested side you have the uspa and the wrpf is like it's, it's what we're, we're trying to just build a standard for, for the Federation and let the athlete choose where they want to pick, you know, not, don't choose a, a Federation, choose a meet director. And that's always what I tell people, you know, cause there's a lot of shitty meet directors who just don't care, you know, but things are changing, bro, because 
the people who don't care, they're going to be the ones crying about their meats aren't selling out. There's a reason why meats are selling out. It's because of the meat director, you know? I've said this before, um, and Ani, you could probably speak to this as the vice president, but like when you're trying to make impact happen, meat directors, like lifters will follow the meats. Your meat directors as a resource is huge. One meat director can bring 10 competitions a year, can bring quality experiences, and then at the grassroots level, grow it. Whereas like the lifters can bounce around from fed to fed, from meat to meat, whatever. You get yourself a good meat director who can do 10 meats a year and and bang these and and be, um, you have confidence in them to do a big event like this at least once or twice a year. For bigger, you you wouldn't trade that for any single lifter. We have requirements too that we're we're setting for meat directors and state chairs. You don't just get to be a meat director or a state chair. There's a commitment that comes with that as well. So that's just another thing that we're doing to try to keep maintain a standard across the board. All the meat directors, you have to put on X number of meats. You're a state chair, you're doing this. Like there's certain things that they have to commit to. And only then when everybody is on board doing those things, that's how we continue to advance. Now, is this just for the U.S. that like um, how does the Federation break up in terms of the affiliation internationally as well? So it's the Americas, like North America and South America. We don't really have too much traction. We have some stuff with uh, South America, but for the most part right now, we really see most of our action through the United States, Canada. Um, and like I said, we have a few countries in South America. So, but, but technically it's the WRPF Americas. So it's the entire continental United States, South America, Canada. Okay. So sorry, you were, you were just saying how, um, in terms of like, uh, I was asking about, um, if the international body, cause it had originally started in Russia had, are they still like in communication in terms of oversight or anything like that? Or no, it's pretty relatively running independently on this. Yeah, I was about to say we're very, we're independent, even though the affiliation is there and we're like the American WRPF, we are our own governing body. We do our own. Yeah. Which is nice that now I guess, so you have pretty much full control then over, you know, the type of say and whatnot in terms of, yeah, which is a good thing. Um, so yeah, a lot of people don't realize, and, and you had kind of touched on earlier, you know, people are going to show up and this is bound to happen. People are going to have mistakes will be made. That's called being human. There are going to be some mistakes. There's going to be some squats that are high that'll pass some squats that are low that won't pass period. That's called sports, right? There's no such thing as a strike zone doesn't change a little bit, but when people hear that you guys have been doing this since December, daily communication in the the amount of stress in trying to get sponsored, trying to cover this and how, how all out you guys are going. This is the story that people need to hear that people don't hear enough. And when I hear about, for instance, you know, um, a little off topic, but still kind of to my point when USAPL and IPF split and they're trying to bring in a new IPF affiliate affiliate in the U S and they're like, what lifters will they get, et cetera. And this is a big conversation. What people aren't asking enough is what are the meat directors that are going to help out that new fed? And the reason why I was asking that is because like your meat directors are so key. What you guys are doing is what is going to make these competitions happen and bring the lifters over. If you guys don't step up, people like you guys don't step up and put on competitions with a vision like this, the lifters aren't going to show up period. Anyways, you know, like it's just, people don't realize how integral it is. 
You know, and lifters will bounce from competition to competition, fed to fed, depending on what suits them and what fits their profile or, or the schedule in that year. But you need to have meat directors stepping up on a regular basis, thankless, throwing yourself in the line of fire for people to shit talk and find holes in it and not looking at the bigger picture. This was the better over half a year's work. And the stress that goes on in the background with thousands of dollars, like, oh my God, where's this money going to come from? You know, Mike is talking about, man, I might be out 10K. Who knows? Maybe I break even. That'd be nice. But even if you made 10K for half a year daily invested in the stress, it's, you might as well be flipping burgers at McDonald's. Like you're you not making money. There. Yeah. More at McDonald's. Right. Exactly. I mean, it's definitely been a labor of love. I mean, we, we really talked about this that it's, it's like, um, I mean, it's like nine months or whatever. I mean, that's, it's, that's, yeah, it's a huge commitment. I mean, I feel a lot of people probably would at this point would have been discouraged or just kind of not really put as much effort into it, getting, you know, this much time that's gone into it. Most meet directors, I don't believe spend that much time, especially the level of communication that we've had back and forth every day to try to make it happen. So, I mean, to, to us, it's not just a meet. You know, this is this is everything. We we live, eat, breathe, sleep the American pro. I think what a lot of what a lot of people don't understand is you see meats kind of pop up, and then they just kind of like the hype just kind of like fizzles out. You know, I think the one cool thing um, that we've been trying to do is like every week make some type of like flyer video post an athlete like you know what i mean with dropouts people get hurt so like to try to keep a hype for a whole year is is not easy i mean we started with zero followers um and now like on the non-tested side um i want to say we may have the most followers for like a meet page on the non-tested side i don't know the showdown may have it but i don't think that the showdown is a thing anymore it's now called the pro raw but they made a new page so like like we have like almost three thousand followers um so the people are aware they know what's going on and and when we're talking like hype dude we pre-sold like almost over like 400 tickets already like pre-sold not including people showing up like we have vip tables that are no longer available for either day um we're not talking about people that have uh, people are just going to show up. You know, when people show up to events, they just pull up, but yeah. we're not even talking about that kind of people. We're talking about VIP tables have oversold, you know, around like 350 tickets so far. So people know, and I think it's just once, and I, I always tell people this with everything, the amount of effort you put in, people notice, you know what I mean? Like they know how dedicated you are. I mean, we're talking about sacrifice time from family, like sacrificing. Now, granted, do we get to do what we love to do? So it's not like we're complaining, but still like, you know, we're sacrificing time away from home, sacrificing time away from a date or, or whatever, you know, to do something. Um, and it, it does get tough. I will say this because what we're trying to do is um, just the lifters aren't like used to this. So like, we will, I, you know, and I'll, I'll admit this, we put a lot of pressure onto the lifters um, because as a pro, I think that that's just right. Like, look at Floyd Mayweather. You don't see him being quiet about a meet, uh, 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 event. He gets paid off of his ticket sales. So what we try to do is we wanted to test the waters. We wanted to see 
you know, hey, lifters, here's an email. Here's a gift or here's a discount code. Sell some tickets. So maybe next year we might get the lifters commission off of what tickets they sell, you know. And I will say this, that the lifters just aren't used to it. They're like, I have to do work to do a meet. Like, no, I just need to show up, which is fine, you know, but some people don't want to say they're doing the meet. You know what I mean? Um, but that's how you're going to get more spectators. That's how we're going to get to that next level of, of hey, I have so-and-so doing the meet, um, which is fine. People don't want to, you know, risk it or, or they don't want to jinx it and they don't want to get hurt. And then, they, you know, they rather just be under the radar, which is fine. But for example, you know, Jake Paul, Floyd Mayweather, they're promoting the event as being a fighter or being the power lifter. Maybe next year we're giving 5%, 10% to however many tickets you sell. So now power lifters don't have to just make money off fucking winning a meet. Now you're making money on, on getting people just to show up to watch you do fucking lift weights. You know what I mean? Like, so those are the things that we like, we tried to dabble in a lot of new variations and new things to see what the lifters will do, who will actually even post. Some people are like, mm, didn't read the email, um, which is all good. Cause it's just so new. There's so much new stuff going on. Right. It gets yeah. a little like scary and a little like, dude, let me just fucking lift. Like, fuck you. You know, um, just want to lift, which is cool. But we're, we we want to get powerlifting to everyone keeps talking about powerlifting's growing and we want to see it as a professional sport. And it's like, well, it's us meet directors as promoters to do that, but also the lifters are what's going to get, you know, not just your lifty, you know what I mean? It's posting mainstream, bro. You know, like how are we going to get fucking um, Modelo to sponsor the American pro? You know what I mean? Like, you know, yeah, it's, it's, you, you got to try new things first off. And you guys are trying tons, um, which is good. And, and you're right. Like, this year, you're like, okay, let's try to get some tickets moving. People who have friends, family, here's some tickets. And then, and yeah, maybe you're like, okay, look at if, if next year we got to work out some kind of a program where you get however many percentage of sales or whatever. I mean, these are just ideas you start tossing around. How do we incentivize you guys to do this? And um, it's tough. A lot of times just lean on connections you have. Like me and you talks into the DMs. You're like, my man, you got to help us out. It all helps. I, I know what goes into this. Like I've been around the block like you guys for like a long time in powerlifting and, and um, been to like worked enough events on the media side. I know it's a thankless job. So I'm going to help out because like, man, it's, if you don't, somebody is literally giving half of their year and possibly could lose their shirt. And then what happens? They're not going to come back. Like a lot of these competitions, when people stop doing them after three, four years, it's because they're they're done giving the role and the blood is, they, they got no more blood they want to bleed out for this thing. They're like, let someone else do this. I'm good. I need to do, you know, and, and I know how much we need meat directors. So all about, you know, do my part and try, but, you know, hopefully that's why it's good to come on the podcast and talk. Cause some people sometimes will take this for granted. Right. Yeah. No, I know. And that's another thing that we're trying to do is get more youth in the meat directors, like lifters who are irrelevant competing. Like we just added Blake LaHue. He's the new Texas state chair. We added, um, uh, Ashley from California. Uh, she's the veggie or the V I think it's the veggie v lifter. Ashley. Veggie yeah. She's yeah. now, uh, hosting, you know, WRPF meets. And, um, so we're trying to get like people who know what it feels like to be a pro 
and let them give back to the lifters who've been supporting them all this time instead of just some old head who who's retired and he's trying to make money. I don't want that shit, bro. I want people who are ready and passionate and hungry to host five meets a year. You know, if you get 10 state chairs hosting five meets a year, we're booming, you know, but we don't want just a bunch of meets. We want good meets to where standards are good. Meets are fun. The lifters are fun. The lifters are having, and that's one thing that I, dude, I, I, we did like three years ago before I even started doing meets, we hosted a non-sanctioned meet just with a bunch of people in Las Vegas. And it was like the, the motto was by athletes for athletes. And that's one thing that I've just always consistently said is that's it's, it's by an athlete and it's for an athlete. So I know I've been on, you know, multiple stages. I've been on USAPL nationals. I've been, I've been to the Kern. I've been to the ghost clash. I've been to pretty much every big meet USPA nationals, USPA worlds to know, like, what it feels like and what the good and the bad from the judges and the good and the bad from the spectators or the meet directors or the warm-up room or the fucking bathrooms or whatever. Like, so it's like, I want to make every, and that's one thing that I think that's a reason why my local meets are doing so well. Um, like, dude, I have, we've done eight meets. We're doing eight meets this year and they're all sold out next year already have meets sold out in January, you know, and it's, not because I have the coolest equipment. It's because I care about the lifter. You know, I give that local lifter the experience of what I would give John Hack or Chad Penson or Christy Hawkins. You know what I mean? That I think goes a long way to, I mean, holding a press conference for a local state meet is like, the fuck? You know what I mean? Like we do, we, we turn the lights off. I have LED lights going. I mean, production just, just for like a local meet. It's just like the people just don't even know, like they show up and they're like, the fuck is going on dude you know and then after the meet they're like thank you so much like i had fun and that's that's what i care about that I mean, like, uh, you had a crew of like uh what 30 women that came from was it new mexico oh yeah dude. so that 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 bad bitches only meet there was a coach from new mexico who's never done any wrp wrpf meets she brought 30 girls Holy a whole half of a day she was on the news. Like she brought, I mean, it was, it was just crazy. And they all had fun. They all came to the press conference. Like they actually, so another thing that I do is I do like teams. So like, if you get six people, you get a team, I do banners. They actually beat us, um, beat our girls. Um, so they get to hang them up in their gyms. Like in my gym, I have, um, we've done two meets with the teams and, um, we've won one and then we got second and one. So we hang them up. So it's, creates that team vibe thing kind of fun. And it's not about dots or totals. I created a point system and all that stuff. So it's like strategy is, is played involved, you know? Yeah. I mean, uh, that's also things like it, that's what you do is if you, when you pay attention to like USAPL NAS does the same thing for teams and it, it helps it make it. So you drive down with a squad and you're together. How'd you place? I came in third. I came in second. The other person came in first. We're doing all right. You celebrate as a team afterwards. And then you leave and like, oh, fuck, we did good. You know, it's like, yeah, that's some camaraderie. You gotta, you gotta be creative, man. I like that you guys are doing different things. Now you guys touched on some of the athletes when you guys got this all together. The next big thing is, well, let's try to get some big names. And this is the tough one, right? So let's talk about how you got some of these names. Who are some of the big names that people can look forward to? Anyone listening to the podcast is going to be hearing this and be like, what am I, when I tune in, what am I going to see here? Um, so what are some of the big name lifters you got? How'd you get them? 
And were you sweating bullets before you got them? <laughs> were you Dude. like, holy shit, this could be a really big local meet if we don't get these big names. Yeah. <laughs> First off, honestly, when me and Anna had a conversation and we decided on the payouts or the non-payouts, we were like, we don't care who shows up, but whoever shows up is going to talk about it. You know what I mean? But, you know, I, you know, I'm friends with a lot of people. She knows a lot of people. So we're just kind of got out. And I mean, pff, you we start DMing people, people, the lifters yeah. that we already knew. Like, hey, we're putting on this meet. Would you be yep. interested in doing it? And that's kind of how it started. And then it just bounced around like a friggin' like, you know, playing ping pong. It was like, hey, so, so, and so honestly, like John Hack kind of signed up a little late, which I think helped us um mainly because people are like mm, john is john doing it like i've got i got that question at least 15 times is john doing it? I'm like, well, he, hasn't, he hasn't signed up yet i think he wants to do it just because he he was focusing on the 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 hybrid showdown so it was like i don't want to press him you know what i mean he's in prep let him do his thing um but soon as afterwards he, he's like yeah dude i'm ready you know Chad, can we just talk about how awkward it would be if John Hack, Captain America, didn't do the American Pro? I mean, yeah. he kind of <laughs> I mean, this is his meat, bro. Like, if, if, if anyone is going to, you know, I, I told him, like, dude, you should walk out in the red carpet with your little fucking Captain America fucking That's thing. Right. This is, I mean, it's the colors he wears. Um, but even on the girls' side, bro, I mean, Christy Hawkins, bro, is opening over a 1,500-pound total openers. At 165, she's doing the wrap day. Uh, potentially, she may break Mariana's highest dots of all time. Um, and what people don't know, people don't understand is she just pulled 628. I think you saw it. Right. Um, she tore her quad like two and a half weeks ago. Holy shit! Like, and she she texts me and she's like, "I don't need quads to deadlift." Two <laughs> weeks ago, she was squatting 225, 315. She just sent me a video last night of 628. She's built different bro like it, i don't even smokes. like i don't even have words for it bro yeah no um, you, yeah you yeah you got some freaks in the lineup for sure um obviously grigsby you got in there as well and who are some of the other individuals that are in here that maybe we should so, take you, so you got chad pinson you got on the on the rap day the rap day is going to be cool bro because now it's like chad and john aren't going against each other right so now it's more interesting it's like okay well who who can battle out with chad and what people don't know is chad signed up for 220 he's not cutting a 198 so him and blake lehue you got blake lehue and malik Durstein going head to head in the 181s i don't know if you've been watching blake's training bro but he's he looks really good um he's trying to get used to the kabuki de bar but um he's like regularly pulling eight eight forty eight, like telling me like 400 kilos you know maybe potentially totaling on um, 2100 at 181 you oh got malik gosh. which no one really knows about malik because he'd ever post but i heard from someone that trains in his gyms that like he smoked like an 830 squat so but he doesn't post he's kind of secretive which is fine so to see him and malik kind of go i i guarantee you they both go over 2k which would be really cool to see um then you got uh andrew house i think i'm saying his name right yes coming back i remember him when he was a young kid a teenager looking yeah. at the eric lily bridge and he's re-emerged and he's a freaking monster yeah, you got him. I mean, the list, the list goes on. And then, you know, the sleeve day, um, you know, the girls, you got, uh, I mean, uh, any plus sizes doing it. Um, she's doing it. You got. Um, yeah, Tamara the, Walcott is, uh, is she, she's doing it as well, correct? That's, yeah. That's, the biggest deadlifter of all Walcott. time in, in uh, I mean, she was on Ellen for God's yeah. sake, deadlifting. She's got the biggest deadlift of all time in the women's powerlifting. 
um, I'm excited to see what she ends up doing for sure. Yeah. So you got her, you got, there's another, um, there's some younger girl that actually no one really knows about, dude. She did the, the ghost clash. She was never talked about. She's the one that won the ghost clash. I can't pronounce her name. Elena. Yeah. She's yeah, savage, like coming out strong. I, we were chatting. Training looks good. Um, you got another girl coming from Dubai who is in the 148 class. Bro, she just like pulled like 520 at 146. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. Uh, potentially like um, maybe pulling close to 600. Like she squatted, I think, four over 440, bench close to like 270, I think. So, you know, you have her. It's, I mean, the girls, I don't want to say they're, there's been other pro meets that have had more girls in it, but the girls that are showing up, are all like 520 dots or better. Um, you got Amber, Amber, the girl that does uh, multiply single ply wraps. She's coming out. Um, you have Danny Grisby, obviously, like potentially him and uh, Zach, him and Zach Meyer. You know who that is? Yeah, Hulk Meyer. The Hulk Meyers. On, yeah, they're going. I've, he's they're broken going world records. Head. That's a yeah, good showdown because yeah, Zach's that, broken world records, man. He's, he's and, um, we have Naomi Shepard too coming from the UK. So oh the wow. UK. She, yeah. she did really well at the ghost class. She's 148 wraps. Um, I mean, you got uh, John. Hack. Barbara Lee. I mean, yeah, she wrapped like 500 on, on her yeah. spots recently. So I mean, we, yeah, I literally think almost every girl's like over a, like close to, or if not around 500 squats, I think there'll be a couple girls like Christy Hawkins. She's opening at 600 squat opening 600 deadlift over 300 bench. Like, it's the roster just speaks for itself, dude. Yeah. Like we just, we just posted it. And um, let me just, uh, I mean, there's so many that it's just like hard to like for, for uh, hold on one second. Sorry. Yeah, I don't, sure. you guys can chat about something else for just one second. I, Cause we just did them. So yeah, yeah um, no worries. Yeah. No worries. You can look that up. And, have, and then you have that one young kid, dude, that fucking phenom who was so young on the sleeve day. I think he's like one. You just posted Liam Newell. I, yes, that kid's nineteen like motherfucker. Nineteen years old pulling into the eight hundreds, uh, yeah. three hundred seventy kilo. It's ridiculous. Which is, which is awesome because I've seen him pull, and he was like a strap guy and like not. You know, he's finally like putting it together, and I'm very excited for him. Um, you got also another guy um, who potentially like him and him and Chad are going to be like battling out for the world record squats is Joey. I can't pronounce his last name. I know who um, you're talking about um, you know Italian kid. I think. Sirachi, uh, I think. Yeah, so, so, yep. Him and him and Chad are going to try to break Yuri's uh, all time squat record of nine seventeen, which Chad just smoked nine fifteen, And then Joey just smoked 400 kilos looked like an opener. So um, yeah, I mean, and, and the way we did it is, we built the flight so that the lifters can kind of gauge off of. So, you know, for a light guy, it sucks. Cause you're always going to be in like flight a, right. Sure. So that's not how we built the flights. We didn't build them by weight classes. We build them by dots. So now mm. they like Malik and the one eighty ers are going to be in flight C though. They can now know what it's going to be like to compete and know what they, they don't have to like push the push, you know, um, just more of like competitiveness for, um, I mean, you got a lot of big guys too. I mean, you got, um, Philip, I can't pronounce his last name. Herndon? But yeah, I mean, I guess he's opening over 900. I mean, his squat depth's been a little questionable. I mean, a little high um, in training, but 
this is, I think, his first big – I don't want to say big meet, but this is his first time to, like, really see. He claims he's going to squat over 1,000. I hope he does. Um, you got an older guy, too, Chris Jones Sr. He did my meet um, in, uh, in May, and he went over, like, 22-something, and he's, like, in his 40s, you know. Um, crazy, crazy strong, real big Jack dude. Um, and then, um, you got, uh, Rondell Leftwich. He just, he's like a 2,100 pound. I mean, dude, there's going to be like minimum of probably like 10 people going over. We had a lot of people get hurt too, you know? So, yeah. um, we're still stacked. I mean, we'll see who, who shows up. And then on the, the sleeve day, you got Jawan um, for the 181s. You know who I'm talking about? Um, the Avenger on Instagram. Oh, yes. Of yes. course. You you were his rival for a little while there. Yeah. Until um, he, yeah until a phenomenal beat. squatter. Yeah, uh, he, the biggest 82.5 kilo lifter um, in the world. I mean, his he was, uh, I think he's even moonlighted in the in the tested every now and then. Um, yeah. But he, yeah, he's done. Yeah, he's a phenomenal lifter. Yeah. And his training has been, we've been going, we've been going, uh, talking back and forth. He's we're cool. Super good, dude. He's, uh, I mean, who knows talking between him and his coach, he's trying to push Blake LaHue's 2k world record total. Um, he just smoked 744 squat. Um, but word on the street is that after this meet, he's going to, um, dabble into the USAPL. So we'll see how that goes. Yeah. You've got Chris Bridgeford who is going 242 sleeves who um, as of right now, he's like close to breaking, uh, potentially pushing the the wrapped or the sleeved, I'm sorry, total world record. Now there is a, a wild card who's showing up for that class. I can't say who um, he didn't want no one to know, but he's a savage. He's young. So him and him and Bridgeford are going to be going head to head. Um, savage, savage. You probably know who I'm talking about. Um He's actually usually a wrapped lifter, but I keep my word. If you tell me you don't bring it up, I won't bring it up. Um, then you got, I mean, you, you, I mean, bro, it's just, we could sit here for hours and talk about it. <laughs> you have, you know, Dawson, uh, Woodham. Windows. Yeah. Windham, I, God, I'm sorry. He's doing it too. Um, Andy Wong's doing it. Um, I mean, bro, I got a guy from my gym that's going to do it. It'll probably push 2k at 242. So um, I mean, the, there's even a Sean, this guy did, I haven't heard about this guy. He did uh, the hybrid showdown older man tore. I think he tore his bicep. Sean D bro. I'm terrible. Sean Dewey. Yeah, he's from yeah, here. Dewey? He, he actually is from here where I'm from in Winchester, Virginia. That Great. dude's a savage. And he's, he's like what in his forties, maybe Yeah, yeah. strong, monster. super strong. So, and then, and then, you know, the roster stacked itself. You, you guys could just go on, on American pro. And then dude, we're making all the, the live. Uh, so out on the live stream, um, this place actually has, uh, at the venue, like here's the platform right over here in the wall, about 10 feet off the wall. They built out, um, like a common, uh, what is it, Anna? Like well, they the, just, um, so they took the, 
um, part of the wall and they created like a cutout commentators booth. So they have their oh. own little box office, like seats going on up there where they can have an overview of the entire arena floor nice. without being like your typical meet. You know, a lot of people are set up on the floor by the platform at a table, but here they're actually going to be elevated and overlooking everything. Uh, so it's going to be really cool um, for the spectators to see the commentators up there, but also for the live stream, it's just going to be something different. And we're making, we're making them dress up. Um, like they're not going to be like in a, in a meat shirt they're wearing, you know, they got to be suited and booted. And we have a, we have a, uh, Angelo Fortino's coming out. He's going to be commentating, um, Garrett fear. And then we got, we got some girls, Bama Burr. And then another girl that commentates, I think at the strong man, right. Or what yeah, name? she's uh B dimes on Instagram, Brittany diamond. So she's a pro strong woman. I know. Uh, I've heard of Brittany. Yeah. 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 And then the so girl that owns uh, future or women future power whatever that I can't fucking women of future. Heidi Danell, yeah, Heidi uh, Danell from the future. Not bad. Power thing. Yeah, you're all good. Um, she's she's gonna be one of our commentators. Our commentators. So the stack for our commentator lineup is stacked. Um, and also, is is Garrett doing stand up comedy at some point as well? So he was supposed to, but the last we heard, um, he said that he just wasn't really feeling it. I don't know if um, he's going to change his mind, but the last thing I heard that he told me was that he he didn't think he, he was going to do it. So, but that's okay. I mean, we have a live in-house DJ. If Garrett changes his mind on a whim, the microphone is there. It's available. Yeah. He's more than welcome to hop on. No pressure, but. I wish um, he did. Yeah, I wish he would, but we'll see. It's, it's tough. Like, um. You know, it depends on, I listen to podcasts with stand-up comedians on it and they talk about like, it just depends on what he thinks the crowd, if the vibe is like, if people want to laugh or if they're, if it's intense and it's like, <laughs> it's a vibe. right. Yeah. It's a vibe where he's like, are people wanting to laugh or am I going to be in the way? You don't want to yeah. bomb. He doesn't want to bomb. Right. So, who right. Knows? but I, 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 I also like just selfishly would love to see him do it too. Cause I haven't seen uh, yeah. it. I mean, so that's dope. But I know, yeah. <laughs> What's that? Sorry. I was like, just roast power lifters, bro, or roast people in the crowd, but yeah. Yeah. I mean, he would be good at, it, but again, bro, it's all about how he feels. And right, I, yeah. I'm sure it's going to be one of those moments where he's going to be like, I'm not doing it. And then, we I've done that. Point. I've done that. Hey, listen, Where we've all done shit like that before. Take the pressure off. No, no, no. I'm not going to do it. And then you're, you're like, this room passes the vibe check. I'm, be like, I'm going. Yeah, yeah. You know what? I changed my mind. Now is the time. The yeah. Break. I just feel you like that's why I, I don't want to put it past him. I feel like there's still a, there's a chance. There's we a have, chance. There's always we a have, chance. What's his name? MCN. Um, dude's so strong. I wanted him to compete, but he just couldn't. Uh, what's his name, Anna? The guy who's MCN. He's always the one dancing in all his videos. He's on, from uh, Surge Gym. What's his name, Anna? Give me one second. I have him right here. Husam. Uh, oh, yeah. yes. Probably be on the mic the whole time, emceeing. Like, so we wanted someone. the Gym that, Freak. That's his Instagram. Yeah. We wanted someone that's got energy. You know, I'll probably get on there and stir up some shit too as well. But like, we wanted someone that the lifters like who has good energy and we dance in and, and, and hyping people up. He's got a real good voice. So um, yeah, Ryan, we're doing a press conference and then we're also doing a, a like an after party at the venue. Um, that's how we're doing our payouts. That'll be mm. at, at the after party at the, at, at the venue. So we're literally doing the press conference, the meet and the after party all under one roof. So, um, 
overall, dude, I think that this potentially on the non-tested side could be that move that everybody's been talking about and wanting. Or we don't know. Maybe me and Anna decide that it just wasn't worth it after this meet, but I doubt that. Um, but who knows, bro? It could – It. He, and I always say this. I'm like, even if it's a, a complete shit show with the judging and the, it, it's a 14-hour day, I think just the experience is, is that everyone's going to get, including myself, I think will just change powerlifting in a way that could be good later down the road. You know, we got to mm-hmm. do it. We got to do it one time and, and learn from our mistakes. Um, that's why I'm, I'm, you know, we're going into it knowing that it's not going to be perfect. It's going to be good. If we make, we're going to make mistakes because there's so, there's like 50 people in staff and that's not even including judges or, or spot. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. It's so, essentially, you got to go in and, and dig in and do it and not just talk about it, be about it and try, give it your all and try. And there's, I've never been to an event and I've like fucking been doing international world championships that are on like Euro sport with 8 million people watching for however long. And like, there's always mistakes, man. It's just the way it is, but you're going to have far more wins than you're going to take L's. And as long as people just focus on all the things you did, right. And whatever happens going to happen, man. And however long this run's going to go, it's going to go, but you, you just, you're going all in and you're living in the moment and you're putting, you put together a hell of an event. So you, when, when the day comes, just focus on the good and remember that, you know what I mean? Like yeah. there'll always be somebody who's got something to say, but I'm sure there's going to be a lot of positive taken out of it. Yeah. Um, that's what every sport. That's not just powerlifting, dude, you know? Like it's life so- in general, man. It's, it is, yeah, what, you yeah. know, it's like you, when you show up, you realize that it's just about having a goal in like the journey through that and seeing it through how many people talk and don't see it through. You guys have put together months, nine months, almost daily interaction to see this through and it's about to come. So, yeah. you know, whatever. Yeah, hey, who knows? Maybe next year we get you out here if that's not against uh, any. Uh, yeah, yes, get spending stuff. Listen, man. No matter what, what, no matter what, I'll, I'm going to help you guys and support you. Repost, tag the shit out, you guys. Um, every time I repost, so people are aware, putting the captions. You know, John Hack prepping for the American Pro. Have you on the podcast? I'll do my damn thing to help out because I know, man. This is we need we need meet directors and people like you who are selflessly going to put these things on. So I appreciate you, fam. And, and we, we're day oneers, Mike. We're day yeah. oneers, my man. You know, know? so of course, Crazy. of course, man. And I think this is my third time on. Um, I think we did one at right least. before the, the current or whatever. But right. and maybe afterwards we can get back on and talk about how bad we dropped the ball or how bad we didn't <laughs> or whatever, dude. Um, you know. Yeah, we'll do it again. Of course, man. We'll do it again. Already Andy is like, me and John, how about me and John come on after the American pro and we talk like, we'll start as soon as the American pro, this one's done the promotion for the next one starts. You know what I mean? Like you do the recap and start having some lifters. People it talk started, about their experience. It, that started five months ago. <laughs> we want right. to announce, announce about the American pro next year on the live stream, like as, cause Anna does like commercial ads too. So oh. the live stream's not boring. It's like, like we have sponsors who are doing 60 second ads and commercials and the, the, the live stream is going to be, I mean, it's, it's not camera set up. We have camera, she has a whole camera crew. So 
It's going to be, you know, people walking around with cameras, getting in your face, smelling the nose torque, you know, getting fucking nosebleeds, going crazy. And, um, you know, so, yeah, that's kind of how we want to, after we set the venue up, we want to then take a, a hype video and me and her are talking about it and then being like, yeah, 2022, this is what we're doing around these time zones. Kind of want to make it later in the year um, next year, just because it's, we want it to be something that's at the the end of the season. You know what I mm. mean? Like you have to qualify. We're going to, you know, potentially make the qualifying dots a lot higher, a lot harder to get into. Maybe make even, you have to do a certain meet to get, to, I don't know. We haven't, we haven't dug that far in, but we're already talking about it, dude. And this one hasn't even happened. So that's how um, passionate I think is the right word or just how stupid we are. I don't know. <laughs> you know, those, those, those two are, I was about to say that there's a thin line, but you need it both, man. You need them both. Um, so how are you guys doing right now? Nobody gets about to happen. Are you guys like, holy shit, all of this nine months is about to happen. It's like a wedding. It's like how good it's almost like you've done so much prep for it. And now it's going to be over in a day. Well, at least yeah. you got the next one to come to look forward to. Yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't know. I've never really thought like, I've never, I don't know. I'm, I'm a weird person. So for me, I don't actually process anything, and, um, which may be a problem, but I just like wait for it to happen and fucking let's go kind of thing. I'm excited. Yeah. I'm kind of excited that it's almost over. So it's just like, fuck bro thank god that's over but i know as soon as it's over the next one's gonna start happening and then the you know i mean i'm just i know i'm 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 preparing for people to talk shit or people whatever but that's just with every event i do you know we have problems but um i'm just i'm for me i'm just looking forward to seeing the setup like honestly like the lifting's gonna be cool that's gonna be awesome to see but like for me i can't wait to I've had it in my brain for nine months of how it'll look. I want to fucking actually see it. You yeah, know what I mean? Yeah, me Because we had no idea, bro. We've That's drawn exactly. it down. Like, when we sold the tickets, bro, like, she made, like, um, fucking – that's what she's good at is doing fucking graffiti or not graffiti. graffiti. I don't know. <laughs> I've actually bro. never done graffiti, but I am a very good graphic designer. Oh, so. gotcha, gotcha, yeah. yeah. So, like, she drew up the arena and made it look like you were buying – let me see if I can pull it up and, and, but I'll send it to you, but she made it look Her like floor plan with like floor everything. Plan and fucking everything to where you can kind of see it. And like, Oh, this is where you're going to sit. This is where the VIP section, you know, shit like that. It's just um, so, so different. So I'm just excited to see it together and being like, cause we've seen what it looks like with an MMA ring in there. So we're like, all right, well, what's it going to look like with a fucking platform? and with booths and you know vip tables like but i guess that's that's for me is what i'm most excited about obviously the lifting too because i love powerlifting but i just ready to see but i that's with all my meets dude i i set my meets up like clubs anyways um and i i guess i don't know that's the one thing that i'm like really cool i mean because every lifter gets their video wall they'll have a picture of them like all that like so just seeing all that put together will pro- probably be the most rewarding thing. Um, and hopefully the meat goes well. <laughs> it, what's yeah. your background on it? Is it, are you in marketing and cause it sounds uh, like. Yeah. So yeah, my whole background is with uh, marketing web design and uh, okay. production. So I've been okay. doing. I thought uh, so. Yeah. It so, sounds like. It. Yeah. Yeah. I've been doing like, especially the video production side of things since 2013. And I've been a graphic designer, marketer, web developer since like 10 years before that so holy smokes so okay, that's you're what right. i do 
Yeah, well, freak powerlifting is lucky to have you then. Thank you. I mean, I, I hope to continue bringing these types of things to the table and just elevating the sport. Um, I just feel that it's it's a good combination with with Micah and I. We I think the other day I made a comparison that we were like pinky in the brain, you know, <laughs> and our plan is to just take over and uh, continue putting on meets of this level. And I think, yeah, we're starting here with the American Pro and I'm on the same page as Micah. I just can't wait to see everything. I can't wait to see all the things that we've been planning, talking about, all the moving parts to see it all come together that day on meet day and to see the lifters just having the time of their lives. Um, it's just special, you know? It sounds like like no meet I've ever ever conceptualized before i'm excited to see what you guys have pulled off i know you guys are gonna kill it i mean it's how can you go wrong with the lineup you have the amount of care you put into it um it's, it's gonna it sounds like it's promises to be nothing like we've ever seen so i'm looking forward to it and listen the door is open when you guys want to talk about recap you guys want to talk about the next one by all means reach out to me um, I'm always here and I help you guys out because I appreciate what you guys are doing. Is there anything you guys want to say um, at the end before we we side off here? Anything you want to tell anybody watching or any kind of shout outs or thank yous you want to give? Go buy a ticket. Show up, motherfuckers. There it is. Yeah, we will see you in the arena. Yeah. Bam, yeah, there it is. Yeah, we've always been saying after every post, like, we'll see you in the arena. Like, that's kind of like, you know, see you on the platform. Well, it's like, well, no, we'll see you in the fucking arena, you know? Yeah. <laughs> all right well much appreciated thank you for the time um and we'll keep in contact and i'll be watching all right you guys. have a see good one see you see ya